Hello, hello. Welcome back to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am your host, Jen Madden. How the heck are you? Hanging in there. Although I obviously am recording my podcast and all hell is breaking loose outside. <laughs> there are sirens. There's like saws. Like all the things are happening. So hopefully you can't hear that. But that would be Murphy's Law. Anyway, hi. I am actually doing really well and I wanted to talk about a topic that I think is really important for women. Probably for everyone, but I think women experience this the most. So I'm going to just start off with the message that you are not the problem. When something goes wrong or something doesn't work as expected or you didn't understand something that was communicated to you or whatever, I just want to tell you that you are not the problem. By default, women go into this blame game as if we did something wrong or we didn't get it right. So therefore, we are the problem. So let me break this down for you. Let's start with dieting because you know that's my favorite topic. When we diet, we are given a set of rules to follow, food to eat, movement to do or not do, and we are expected to follow the rules so that we can lose weight. So we follow the rules and sometimes we lose weight and then suddenly we can't follow the rules anymore. So we start to gain the weight back. Rather than blaming the diet, we blame ourselves. Well, we were clearly the problem. Unfortunately, not only do we think this, we're actually taught that. I was actually just having a conversation with a friend of mine who was following a weight loss program by um, a pretty well-renowned coach. And she was losing weight. She was following the program. And all the things in her life went south. She had a death in her family. She had some personal issues that she was dealing with. Um, and she stopped following the plan and started to eat emotionally. And rather than the coach working with her to figure out what was going on emotionally so that they could get to the heart of the issue, and I don't know, maybe also look at the diet plan, but that's a whole other thing. She told her that she was a bad client and kicked her out of the program. What? <laughs> I hate when it's other women doing it to women too. So she has lived with this shame because she told me, she said, I felt so much shame that I was kicked out of the program because I obviously wasn't good enough. I couldn't follow the program and therefore I deserve to be kicked out. I should have been able to deal with my emotions rather than eating my emotions. I should have been able to stick with the plan instead of going off the plan, right? I should have, I should have, I am the problem. That is not how life works. This also shows up in maybe you're trying to learn a new skill. So you start to look at all the things out there to help you build the skill. Maybe the skill is building a business. So you, you know, get online and you start to do all the research and you find all the different programs that are going to help you build a business. And so you start to follow this one and that one and then the other one and you become overwhelmed with information and you get frozen because you're not really sure what to do. 
and you're like, see, can't build my business. I don't follow through on anything. I'm the problem. Nope, not the problem. Say you're having a conversation with somebody and the person says words and you think you understand the words and then you realize that you didn't understand the words that were communicated to you. So now there is a disagreement. And a lot of times we blame ourselves for the disagreement. Well, if I had just listened a little clearer or if I had just said this or have I just said that and it starts this whole spin on the things that you should have done, should, 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 basically confirming that you are the problem. You are not the problem. So I want to take those three examples and break them apart a little bit. So obviously from the dieting perspective, if you've been listening to me and following me, diets are not designed to help you lose weight. I swear diets are designed to help you feel worse about yourself because a diet is a plan, a food plan or an exercise plan and or an exercise plan that is created by somebody else who does not know you, who does not live in your body and does not live your life. And that person, organization, whatever, gives you the diet plan and you are supposed to follow it. And usually it's not enough food. Sometimes there's some over-exercising. It's definitely a lot of them are cutting out different food groups. And biologically, your body rebels, right? Your body, if it's not getting enough food, will be okay for a little bit because it'll like kick into famine state. And then suddenly it's like, I can't. And your urge to eat is so strong, right? Because your body is nature. So you're having a biological reaction to the diet, the restricted diet that you're on, which then causes you to eat more food. Does not turn you into a glutton. It does not turn you into a lazy piece of crap who can never follow through on anything. Nope. Your body is like, hey, we haven't been eating enough. It's actually impacting the way I'm performing. So we're going to go ahead and kick this into high gear, your desire to eat into high gear so that we can actually get some food in us that will sustain our regular functioning. And then I'm going to ask that you eat a little bit more so we pack on a few extra pounds just in case you decide to get crazy again on me. The diet is designed to not work. When you are not eating enough food to sustain your body's regular function, when you are cutting out food that your body may need or crave, or quite frankly, that you want, your biological, your emotional reaction is going to kick in so that you can actually live the way you really want to. I think that's interesting. That just came to me. But really, that's what's happening. Your body is saying like, hey, I actually want to live. So can you give me some food, right? So there's that. But the emotional aspect of wanting to eat a food that is not off the plan, that's part of living too. That's like the joy of eating, right? So there is, it is about living. So your body's like, hey, your emotions are like, hey, can we actually live and enjoy life? Just saying. So there's a biological and an emotional reaction to dieting per se, right? That's just nature. That doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. Let's say you jump, jump off the plan because something is happening 
in your life that is extremely emotional and you're not sure how to handle it because sometimes you just can't and so that you so you use things that help you escape life that brings you temporary comfort it may be like a net net result if you're overeating and binging it may not make you feel good overall in your body but in the moment it's the thing that's providing you comfort and in that moment that's the thing you know how to do that does not make you a lazy piece of crap who can't follow a diet who has no control over eating doesn't say anything about your moral character. It just means that right now, you've got a lot of stuff going on that you're not sure how to handle. You are not the problem. Okay, you with me? If you are trying to learn how to do something new, and you haven't figured out how to do that thing yet, or maybe you actually tried the thing and you're just not good at it, you are not the problem. You're simply just not good at that thing, period. Or you haven't given yourself enough time to learn how to do the thing in the way that suits you. So I'm going to use the business example. If you were trying to build a business and you were seeking help from the outside, which is completely normal when you don't know how to do something, you seek help from the outside. If you seek help from the outside in many different areas, so you're following this person and you're following that person, you're listening to this podcast, you took that online course, you're going to this seminar, and you are taking in a whole bunch of information in an attempt to learn the thing that you want to learn, there's a good chance you're overwhelming the hell out of yourself. So your brain is like, I cannot do this. So it goes into some sort of stress reaction. And a lot of times we freeze. We don't know what to do. We totally freeze and we then blame ourselves for not being able to do the thing we want to do, like build a business. You are not the problem in that circumstance. You are simply trying to get some help and you're going about it in a way that probably isn't serving you. Most likely, it's because people are really good at marketing. I have fallen trapped to this. They tell you this, just follow my program and I will help you build the, this business for you. If you just follow these steps, you're going to make so much money if you just do this. So normal tendency is to seek help and seek the person who like, convinces us or taps into some level of insecurity that we have. So of course, we're going to buy into it. It is not unlike dieting, right? This diet didn't work, so I'm going to try this program. This program didn't work, so I'm going to try that program. It's the same thing with learning a new skill. And I use business because that happens to be my world. And I see a lot of my friends do this. I have done this. And it is very similar, like I said, to dieting, seeking this, seeking that, seeking the other thing. But even if it wasn't building a business, but it was just learning a new skill and you're trying all the things or you're practicing a lot and you're not getting faster or learning the thing faster or as fast as you like, you're not the problem. Either you just need more time to practice or it's not going to be a thing that you do. It's not a, it's like not a big deal. It doesn't mean anything about your moral character. 
And we like to assign moral character to things that we really want. Things that we really want that we're told we should want to. So I think about that as the definition, like we're taught what success looks like, you know, by somebody who's probably not even as smart as we are, but like this is the definition of success that we should go after. So then we have that in our heads and we try to go after the thing and the thing isn't either working for us or happening fast enough. So we're obviously the problem. Same thing with diets. A thin body is ideal because obviously duh, thin is better, right? Your life is going to be like sunshine and rainbows if you lose the weight. So we're like, oh, well, I should do that. So you start dieting and oh my God, guess what? It doesn't work. So no, it's not the diet's fault. It's your fault because other people seem to be losing the weight and keeping it off, but they're really not if you were following them. Okay. Communication. Let's talk about communication that goes south. Somebody says words, you hear them, you say words, somehow there's a gap in communication. It doesn't mean that you're the problem. It means that something went south in the words that you said or the words that you heard, right? So we like to, especially if it's a relationship that we care a lot about and the conversation or incident didn't go the way we want to, We like to blame ourselves that we could have done something better, said something different. Um, I see this in work situations a lot. You know, I was having a conversation with the boss and I should have said this and then I didn't know he was going to ask me this and blah, 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 blah. And then, oh my God, I didn't get the thing done, but I thought we were talking about something else, right? So we get into this spin in our heads and rather than just letting the conversation be what it is. We make it mean something about ourselves, that we're wrong. And obviously, there's some tie to our moral character as a result. If I was just a better employee, if I was just a better spouse, if I was just a better friend, the list goes on and on. So I use these three examples just because I think they're common. But you can apply this to almost any area of your life. So I want you to look at situations that don't go the way you expect them to go or situations that you tend to think that you are the problem or you're not good enough and then you beat yourself up for. So whatever situation this is for you, I want you to first start by telling yourself you're not the problem. And if you can't believe that, try possibility. You know I love possibility. It's possible that I may not be the problem in this situation. It's possible that this is just kind of what it is, right? So start or try with the thought, I'm not the problem. The diet didn't work. I just didn't learn that quick enough, or I may be overwhelming myself, blah, 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 blah. But inherently, there is nothing wrong with you. You are not the problem, okay? Then you can take a look at whatever the incident is from a neutral place and start to ask yourself questions. The first question to ask is, what am I thinking about this incident? Right? So get your thoughts out in the open so that you can look at them and you can actually see what your thinking is. A lot of times when we actually put our thoughts down on a piece of paper or you type them out on your computer screen or in your phone, when you can actually uncover the thoughts that you're thinking about the situation, you can then start to ask yourself deeper questions like, what am I making this mean about myself? That's where that tie-in comes 
when we think that we're the problem. So for example, if maybe it was an interaction with your spouse, let's say, and you walk away from a conversation that just didn't resonate with you, maybe it started to turn into a little bit of a fight or there was just something off there, you can ask yourself like, okay, so I'm thinking I'm the problem here. Like, what are the thoughts that I have about this particular conversation? Spouse said words. What am I thinking? It could be, he thinks I'm an idiot. You think he's an idiot. (laughs) Um, Whatever it is, right? What are you making that, what are you thinking about that thought? Or about that incident. And then you can ask yourself, what am I making that mean about myself? Because when we think we're the problem, we have thoughts about a situation that are linked to what we consider our inherent worth is. So if you're having a conversation, maybe you're having a conversation with your spouse and your thought is, he doesn't value my opinion. So if you went deeper into that, what am I making that mean? He doesn't value my opinion. What am I making that mean about me? I'm not smart. He doesn't think I'm smart. Um, I never know what to say in these situations. Um, I'm such an idiot, yada, 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 right? Dig into deeper because there's that first level thought that you have about the actual situation. And then as you drill down, There's the deeper level thought about what you're making it mean about you. And as you go deeper, you usually land on what I call the poison thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. Therefore, I am the problem. Because if I was good enough, if I was lovable, if I was worthy, then this situation would have went differently, right? Um. So that is a great way to kind of drill down to to really identify the poison thoughts that you have. We all have them. Unfortunately, we're taught them as we're growing up, right? As we grow up, I swear, like we spend the first half of our life taking in all of these bullshit rules and uh, meanings about who we are as a person. And then we spend the second half of our life untangling them (laughs) and questioning them and realizing that they're not true. So... When these situations come up and you are telling yourself that you're the problem, I want you to really identify the thought that you're having. Because remember, thoughts, feelings, actions, right? So you have a thought that he doesn't value me, which makes you feel unworthy. When you feel unworthy, you start to what? Like what actions do you take? You start to argue with him. You shut down. You spin in all the different thoughts in your head. You start to beat yourself up. Maybe you go to the refrigerator and start eating, right? So there is an, an impact in that moment of whatever you're thinking about that particular situation. But taking the time to go a little bit deeper and actually questioning the thought that you have Asking yourself the question, what am I making this mean about myself, will reveal a lot to you and the thoughts that you have about yourself. And when you can start to reveal those thoughts, those are like magic. They feel terrible. Like if you're thinking the thought, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable, hello, you're not going to feel great. But you can take those and question them. 
I'm not worthy. That's fascinating that I think that. That's not even true, right? Because if you start to think about other people, you'll be like, well, everyone's born inherently worthy. Doesn't matter. Like inherently, everyone is worthy. I'm not good enough. What the hell is enough? That one I love because that I'm not good enough is a poison thought for so many people. When you actually start to question what is enough, you're like, I don't even know what that is. Because that's a, like a moving target. Enough is like you have enough money to pay for something. You have enough chairs for people to sit in. But like good enough as a person, as your moral character, it's not even a thing. right? So when you can start to identify those thoughts, then you can actually start to see there's nothing wrong with you. You are not the problem. Now, I'm going to add, there are things that you probably want to improve or evolve in your life, right? That doesn't mean you're the problem, right? I had an episode a couple of weeks ago that I said, like, you're not a problem to be fixed. You're not. So I want to reiterate that again. When something has gone south, it's not necessarily your fault. It definitely isn't your fault at a moral character level. There may be things that you want to improve. That is very different than thinking there is something wrong with you, that you are to be blamed for X, Y, Z. Okay? I think we all have stuff that we have to work on. Right? That's called being human. But you can separate those out and say like, yeah, I want to get better at communicating with my spouse or with my boss. I want to slow down enough and take the time to learn how to build build a business in the way that I want to. I want to start to listen to my body and allow my body to dictate what my needs are instead of somebody else. Right? Those are areas that you can improve on and work on. They're not problems though. It's just a skill. I hope you see the difference in that because we can beat ourselves up over stuff that is like not even worth beating ourselves up because it's actually not a thing. So if you take anything away from this, I want you to know that you are good enough, that you are worthy, that you are not to be blamed. And you can walk away from this going, yeah, okay, I get that. And I want to get better at this. Or that didn't go the way I wanted to, so I want to fix it. You're not perfect, so you're going to screw stuff up. So what? Right? You're not going to be able to learn a skill that you want to. So what? You're not going to lose the weight that you want to. So what? It doesn't mean anything about you at your core. Know this, believe this, trust this. We are taught by society that we are supposed to fit into these different molds that are, one, ever-changing because our opinions ever change, and that we're all supposed to be the same. That is not how we're designed. No one's body is the same. No one's life is the same. No one's skill set is the same. We are different It is impossible for us to all be the same, yet we're taught that we should be. And if we can't achieve the thing that we should be achieving, which is impossible for basically everyone, there's something wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with you, (laughs) okay? Maybe there's something wrong with society. Maybe there's something wrong with the things that we're taught. Maybe... I don't know. People thought they were like doing the best they could by teaching us these things and they were wrong. 
okay, they get to be wrong too. When you recognize that you are not the problem, right, that you maybe just have a skill that you need to learn how to do better, or maybe you just want to evolve as a person, when you realize this, you take all of your power back. And you can stop beating yourself up because beating yourself up does nothing. And you're basically beating yourself up for something that doesn't, isn't even real. Even in a situation that you wish you could have done better, beating yourself up is never going to help it. But if you can look at that situation and start to look at the thoughts that you have and drill down into what you're making that mean about yourself and take those thoughts and start to question them, you are going to realize when you question them honestly, when you remove all of the bullshit that we have been taught and you just look at the thoughts for what they are and you think about who you are, you're going to recognize that those thoughts are not even real and they're definitely not true. Okay? So take your power back. Catch yourself when you are walking away from a situation or in a situation where you're telling yourself like, God, if I could only get that right or God, I wish I wasn't such a problem for so-and-so. That, my, my friends, is the flag for you to do your work. Okay? You're not the problem. You're an amazing human being and we are all waiting for you to recognize your amazingness so that you can share it with the world. You got this. All right, my friends. Have a beautiful week. Go celebrate yourself and your amazingness. I'll talk to you next week. Take care.